Hi, Gasly Ghouls. I'm Lee. And I'm Dev. And welcome to Gasly. What's new with you, Devin? It's been an amazing day. I'm drinking some wine right now. And I just caught a shiny Kai Rim and a Shadow Mewtwo on Pokemon Go. That's a big day for Pokemon Go. In one try. That's incredible. I think I got the best odds of the day. What's new with you? What's new with me is I have been using the same computer mouse since 2007, guys. Seriously, like I had a desktop PC that my parents bought me when I was in middle school. And it came with a Dell mouse. And I have literally been using that mouse my entire life. I think I've been using this mouse for 15 years. Yeah, since I was 13. Wow. 15 years I've been using this mouse throughout college. That mouse can almost drive a car. I know, right? Uh, use it through undergrad and grad school. But I finally got a new mouse and the old one was super loud when I clicked or when I scrolled. And I know that it came through on some of the audio for the podcast <laughs> too. So I got a silent one and it's new and it's fancy. So I'm excited about it. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. So for today's case, I am bringing a wild story from Baltimore, Maryland that made my jaw actually drop when I heard it for the first time. So let's go. All right. Let's get it. You never shy away from the gore. So bring it on. Yeah, sorry if all the episodes are 10 out of 10s, you guys. One day I'll calm it down, but the the craziest episodes are the most interesting to me, but I will try to bring in some that are not 10 or 11 <laughs> out of 10s. Not quite sure what I'd rate today's episode, but you'll just have to see. So let's hop in. It is July 28th, 2021 in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, this is recent. This is a fresh case. Okay. A police officer is patrolling in East Baltimore and sees a car speeding a little after 11 p.m. So he turns on his sirens and pulls the driver over just like he probably does every other Wednesday night shift. Just a routine traffic stop. The driver of the speeding car is a 33-year-old woman named Nicole Michelle Johnson, but she does not have a license to show him. She has one of the three most basic names out there. Just saying. Nicole Michelle Johnson. They're very generic. (laughs) The car she's driving also has those temporary paper tags, so he tries to run those instead, but when he runs the tags, it turns out that the tags are fake. Fake tags, no license. She's in trouble. That's bad. So at this point, he tells her that the car would have to be towed because he cannot allow her to drive any further. And driving without a license in itself is actually an arrestable offense in Maryland, as is driving with a fake license plate. So the officer honestly was letting Nicole off the hook here. After learning the car has to be towed, Nicole says, quote, It don't matter. I won't be here in five days. Y'all gonna see me on the news making my big debut. Mm. And obviously... I don't know. The officer found that strange and he didn't really know what she's talking about. Just sounded like crazy talk. So they're waiting for the tow truck to arrive and the officer tells Nicole to gather any belongings from her car that she'll need to take with her so that they don't end up in the tow lot. So Nicole starts taking things out of her car and the officer notices a strange smell. She opens the trunk removes a suitcase that's wrapped in a garbage bag, and removes a blanket from the trunk. 
Wait, her suitcase is wrapped in a garbage bag? The suitcase in her trunk is wrapped in a garbage bag. Interesting. Yeah, so she takes this out of the trunk along with a blanket and she places these on the ground outside of the car. So the blanket is kind of placed on top of the suitcase that's in a trash bag. And then next out of the trunk, she pulls out a plastic tote bag and places this next to the suitcase too. As she is removing these items from her trunk, the smell that the officer previously noticed has become very pungent. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird, this whole situation. He's like, she's like, she's not getting arrested, but then she pulls out a stinky garbage wrapped bag. I don't know, it's just funny. <laughs> he thought that this night was just going to be a normal, like, oh, I'm going to give this woman a speeding ticket, and then all this weird stuff starts happening, and yeah. he probably doesn't even want to deal with it. As the cop is observing the suitcase and the tote bag sitting next to him and Nicole on the street, he notices maggots in the tote bag. And we all know what maggots mean. Dead body. Dead body. It means the odor that he's smelling is very likely that of decomposition. So now there is a very serious sense of urgency and he takes the blanket and the garbage bag off of the suitcase and unzips it. A huge rush of that foul odor that he had been smelling smacks him in the face as the suitcase opens to reveal the decomposing body of a young girl. Can you imagine how shocking this would have been to this cop who thought this was going to be a casual speeding ticket? And this is just the suitcase. There is still the other tote bag that has the maggots. So the officer looks inside the tote bag to find a plastic garbage bag. This plastic bag, he looks into it, and this contains another decomposing body of a second child, this time a little boy. So these are like kid kids. These are children. These are young children. So at this point, Nicole's crazy talk of, oh, I won't be here in five days. You're going to see me on the news. It starts tonight. Yes. That talk from a few minutes ago is making more sense now. And Nicole actually takes off sprinting once he opens (laughs) these suitcases. Of course, because there are rotting corpses in her trunk. Her escape attempt was short-lived and she was caught and arrested almost immediately, thankfully. As Nicole is arrested, the deceased children's bodies are being transported to the medical examiner. So the little boy and girl who have been devastatingly decomposing in Nicole's trunk, who are they? So their names are revealed to be Jocelyn Marie James Johnson, who is a seven-year-old little girl, and Larry Darnell O'Neill, who is a five-year-old little boy. The girl has the same last name, right? Yes. Okay. Important clue there. Jocelyn and Larry are the niece and nephew of Nicole, and they had died under her care. Yikes. Actually, care is the completely wrong word to use here, but they were supposed to be cared for by Nicole. Imagine if she was just going the speed limit. She was supposed to be pulled over. Some sort of magical divine intervention. And as the medical examiners are looking at the bodies of Jocelyn and Larry they realize that the children actually died an entire year apart from each other. Like one child was- What? Incredibly. Yeah, one child was way more decomposed than the other. So Jocelyn, the seven-year-old girl, had died back in May of 2020, a whole year and two months before Nicole was pulled over this night. 
And then Larry, the five-year-old boy, had died in May of 2021, a year after Jocelyn died, and about two months before Nicole's arrest and the discovery of the bodies. So let that sink in. Not only was Nicole driving around with two corpses of her family members, child family members in her trunk, but she was driving around for over a year. Corpses, man. With Jocelyn back there. For wow. over a year yeah, with Jocelyn in a suitcase in a garbage bag just in her trunk. And she was having to smell that the whole time. Every time she got in the that's car. That's so disgusting. And so I just can't help but wonder how did she get away with that smell for so long? Like did nobody else get near the car or get in the car or suspect something? It's just yeah, wild Yeah, they were in me. her care. So do they just not, not check on the kids or anything? I don't know how the situation is. I'm sure we'll find out, but that's wild. Right. So, of course, Nicole's back at the station at this point, and detectives are questioning her. So, her story is, she explains, her sister, Deshelle Johnson, is Jocelyn and Larry's mother. So, Deshelle left the kids with Nicole to take care of them, and it's not super clear what life circumstances Deshelle had going on to where she needed to leave her children in her sister's care, but that is where the children ended up in May of 2019. And during this questioning, Nicole's surprisingly cooperative with police and she provides a confession. So she starts with explaining the tragic death of Jocelyn first. Nicole had been living in a hotel room at the Rosedale Regal Inn in Baltimore with the two children. In May 2020, Nicole had gotten angry with Jocelyn and hit her multiple times. The hitting caused Jocelyn to fall to the floor and hit her head. And then Jocelyn never moved again. She never breathed again. It's so sad. So she was beat to death by Nicole. Nicole put the little seven-year-old girl's body in a suitcase and has been carrying it around in her trunk since that night in 2020. Next, she explains the death of her five-year-old nephew, Larry. Larry's death occurred in May of 2021, one year after Jocelyn's death. All Nicole said about his death was that Larry said he was tired and laid down to sleep, and then he never woke up. Mm -hmm. And this kid's like, where's my sister for a year? Yeah, because his (laughs) sister died when he was four, so he is definitely aware enough to know. know, You're definitely aware when you're four. You are very aware. and You get granted consciousness at like three, so... (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky. Yeah, you know, in situations like this, I'm sure the siblings were really close. Like, they just had to lean on each other. And so, when all of a sudden his sister went missing, and you never know, maybe he was in the room when she died. Mm -hmm. You know he missed... You know he's in the car while she's driving around. Exactly. (laughs) He doesn't know the smell of decomposition, but you know he missed her. So, after she said that Larry was just tired and laid down to sleep and never woke up, Nicole then says the only other details that she has to offer was that Larry had a wound on his leg that night, but she had no idea where it came from. And I have a creeping suspicion that this wound was a result of her abuse and neglect, but that's just my opinion. So she put her nephew into a garbage bag, put that in a big plastic tote bag, and put his body next to his sister's in the trunk of her car because she said she wanted the siblings to be able to be next to each other. Wow, very thoughtful. So she kills these kids and then views herself as kind by letting them at least decompose in the presence of their sibling, which is so vile, obviously. And of course, all of these details about Josh and Larry were provided by Nicole in the questioning, 
but the medical examiner will likely also have their own story and details to add once the future trial occurs. And spoiler alert with that, Mm -hmm. the legal processes are not done with this case because Mm. it's so new. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing about doing recent ones. What does she think is going to happen? She's going to throw them in the trunk and just drive around forever. She doesn't even try to get rid of the bodies or anything like that. She just keeps them with her. And then she said, you'll see me on the news in five days. Like, I don't know what that was about. Like, did she plan to do something in the next five days when they've been there for a year? (laughs) It's confusing. I would love to know, like, I'm definitely not a psychologist or anything, but I would love to know, like, the psychology of someone who kills people and immediately disposes of the body versus someone who kills people and then keeps the body near them. Mm. Like, what is the difference? Because that's pretty significant, keeping a body with you and smelling it every time you drive somewhere. Yeah. Something hefty is going on in her brain. I don't know. My last thing to know about the bodies of Joshlyn and Larry. In the autopsy, it was uncovered that Joshlyn, the seven-year-old child, was 18 pounds when she died. When she died. Wow. According to CDC growth charts, the average weight for a seven-year-old girl is 50 pounds. Yeah. And of course, weights vary from person to person, but even the fifth percentile weight is 40 pounds. So Jocelyn weighing 18 pounds is severe malnourishment and starvation. This level of malnourishment would have taken months to attain, according to medical professionals, indicating that Nicole was depriving these children of food for a long time, likely ever since they entered her care. Larry weighed 21 pounds at five years old, The average weight for a five-year-old boy is 40 pounds, so the malnourishment was still very severe for both children. Now let's go into a bit of history on Nicole. I don't have any information on her upbringing other than the fact that she was born on July 11th, 1988, but I do have some details about struggles in adulthood and criminal history of Nicole. So her friends actually said she was a very kind person and super trustworthy around children. But if you haven't noticed by now, these friends were not good at reading people because she is definitely not trustworthy around children. There was an incident in 2017, which is four years before her arrest, where police showed up to a hotel room where Nicole was staying. She was alone there with two children, one of which was four years old and the other was one year old. And it's not specified whether these children were related to her or whose children they were kids of friends, whatever, but we do know that these children were not Jocelyn or Larry, her niece and nephew. They were different children. But in this hotel room, police described it as being in disarray with Ziploc and Cigarillo baggies that indicated some involvement with drugs and drug packaging. There were weapons in the room, there was a knife, and although these children that were in the room in 2017 were not technically harmed, Nicole was charged at that time with reckless endangerment and contributing to conditions that leave a child delinquent or in need of supervision. Police called Child Protection Services for placement for these children that were under her care, and it's not super clear how this case ended, but I did think it was very important and relevant to mention that Nicole does have a past of being negligent with children in her care And it's really sad that Jocelyn and Larry ended up with her. Their mother, Dechelle, regrets that decision every single day of her life. I was just about to say, who's leaving their kids with this girl? Yeah, look people up before you let them watch your children. It's her own sister, so I guess she just... But even still, she's got a past of not being good with kids. Don't let her watch your kids. Amen. 
So Dechelle is understandably so devastated by the loss. She thought she was putting her children in dependable care with her sister, someone who loves her and should love her children. And Dechelle is quoted as saying, I wish it was me instead. I wish I didn't wake up tomorrow, end quote. Dechelle was actually trying to contact her sister numerous times with no reply throughout the time that Nicole had the children, it turns out. Dechelle and Nicole finally arranged a meeting for Dechelle to see the children and Nicole ghosted her. No call, no show that meeting. Mm. And to know in retrospect that the reason behind the evasiveness was the death of her children must be so sickening and incomprehensibly traumatic for Dechelle. Once again, not sure exactly what Dechelle's situation was, but authorities should always be contacted if you cannot find your children. It was never stated why authorities were not notified of Nicole keeping the kids away from their mother. Dechelle did post on Facebook right after the children were found, saying that they need to be buried and set up a fundraiser for the funeral, thankfully. And later, she fortunately found someone to cover all the funeral costs for the sweet children, but they just deserve so much better than what they received. And Dechelle, you haven't heard from your kids in a year and a half. Come on now. If I didn't see your children or if I didn't... Since the start, we met. You just saw them at the zoo and you never saw them again. What would you think? Any of the kids I care about, my nephews, anyone. If I didn't see them or hear from them or anything like that for a year and a half, I would be really, really concerned. I'd be talking about it. I'd be doing stuff about it. I'd be investigating. The Baltimore County Police Chief Melissa Hyatt also commented on the case saying that it absolutely shocked the community and heavily impacted the patrol officers, the forensic technicians, and the detectives. And the police department in this case did an excellent job investigating the suspicious suitcases, quickly arresting Nicole, getting a confession, and trying to get justice for the innocent children that were starved and stolen of their lives. As of now, Nicole has been charged with first-degree felony child abuse for each child, first-degree felony child abuse resulting in death, misdemeanor failure to report the death of a child, misdemeanor neglect of a minor, and unauthorized burial of a body. The trial has not taken place yet, so no convictions have been officially made. Maryland judiciary case records that I looked up indicate that the trial was originally scheduled for December 2021, was postponed to August 2022, and then postponed again to a date that hasn't been announced yet. Nicole is being held in prison without bond in the meantime, and I pray justice will be served for sweet Jocelyn and Larry, who deserve love and care and nourishment and food and a bright future, and they had that stolen away from them. Yep, it's just another example of the court system just pushing stuff back indefinitely. Rest in peace. It seems like the vast majority of cases are pushed back over and over and over again. And I'll never quite understand it. I'm definitely not a lawyer. I don't work in the judicial system, but seems like justice should be served quicker than it is. But I will be looking out for details on this case and update you guys when it comes about. So before I end this episode, I just want to remind you guys that if you notice anything suspicious going on with children or suspect any sort of abuse or neglect happening, report it. It could save a child's life. It is never bad to just report something suspicious. That's right, because if they get investigated and there's nothing wrong, well, they go about their day. Exactly. I hope you guys join us next Thursday for a new episode on Ghastly, where we always keep it spooky season. And thanks for listening. See you guys. Later.